0: Hey there, welcome to Smart Closet Makeover, part two. I hope that you've listened to part one before you listen to part two. Very, very important because you're gonna need tools. You're going to need an understanding of how we're gonna do this, how to prepare for a closet makeover, and basically the things you need to do before you start doing this so that it's productive, it's fast, and it's efficient. And by efficient, I mean you don't, have to do this again a month from now. All right, off to the show. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Okay, we are back here in my closet. I am literally in my closet. And I do hope that by now you've already listened to part one, which is really important. So that means you've got your hangers and you have your folding collapsible, rolling rack for the things that we're going to take out of your closet step one is to take everything out of your closet now trust me when i say this is not when you start sorting this is not when you start going through things i just want you to do this as blindly as possible just get everything out of your closet Here's what I did. I hired a high schooler to come over and do this for me because I know myself and I know if I'd started going through my closet, I would run across old letters or something I would start trying on or shoot. like Who knows? But it wouldn't be fast and it wouldn't be productive for me to do it. So I hired a high school girl to come over. I think it took her about three hours and not even that long. And You know, she just took absolutely everything out of my closet. Every hanger, every pair of shoes, everything. Now, to do this, you want to hang everything on your rolling rack so that you don't have to take things off of the hangers. Okay. If you don't have a rolling rack, then you're going to lay your clothes in piles, but not so deep that the piles become mountains. Like you want a pile of shirts, a pile of pants, and if you can, have them stacked so that they're not more than maybe say 10 items deep. Okay. Cause again, you don't want a mountain that's going to make matters worse. You want things laid out so that you can see everything without having to dig through it. So you're emptying out your closet, but you're laying it out in your bedroom, most likely, or whatever room is biggest for you to literally lay everything out so you can see everything. We're going to take out all of your shoes, all of your socks, robes, nighties, Workout wear, sweater, shirt, everything. The closet is empty. Are we clear? We're clear. Awesome. Your next step will then be to begin going through your items and sorting them according to the following. Number one, throw away. There are certain things that while you think someone who's homeless might like this piece of clothing, or you know, it's still a warm sweater, even though there's a hole in it. All that is ever going to do is become extra work and cost the Salvation Army or whomever you decide to donate this to thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in man hours because they're going to sort through those things and they're not going to even accept it. They're going to throw it away. Unfortunately, a great deal of our clothing, this is sad to say, ends up in landfills. And while that's hard to think about, you have to understand that's just where it's going to end up. So why have it cost another organization more money? If it's got holes in it, if it's stained, if it's tattered, just throw it away. No one else wants it. And even the resale and you know lower end income, places where you can donate your clothing, they're not going to accept it either. So just throw it away. That's number one. Number two is donation. And by donation... I like to think of donation a couple of different ways. It's easier for me to donate an item that I think is really nice if I think that at least I can first offer this donation item to a group of friends or in my case, I shouldn't say donate. It's like not donate. It's like I'm gifting it because a lot of my items, I'm sure you have these items too, where it's like, you know, still has the tags on. I didn't return it in time. It's really nice, but it never fit quite right. So it would be really nice to give that to somebody else who has much longer legs or smaller boobs or whatever it is, like it's a decent piece and it's hard to let go of it if you're trying to think about, you know, the Salvation Army now selling it for $3. But if you could think of gifting it to your friend who would love it, but she's got longer legs or whatever, that goes in the donation pile. Now, granted, Your friends might not want your old stuff either, and you might not be able to find someone who actually looks good in that piece. Well, in that case, it's going to be donated to the charity of your choice. But either way, whoever it ends up going to, we're just going to make it easier for you to put it on this, in the pile or in the rack that we've declared donation, okay? Then you're going to have a maybe pile, maybe. This pile better be small, y'all. You better not have a lot of things in your maybe pile because just remember that your maybe pile is most likely needs to end up being a no. We're going to minimize things. We're going to keep items that are of quality, that you love, you love the way you look in them, and you still are going to continue to wear them. And that pile is our absolute yes pile. Now, our absolute yes pile, here's what you're going to do with it. I like to start first with my absolute yes pile, okay? And those things, it's not even a question. It's nice, it's new, I haven't worn it a million times, and I am wearing it. So I don't put things in my yes pile that are new and nice, but I've owned them for several months and I still haven't worn them. That goes in a maybe pile, even though, Mentally, it's hard to let go of that piece because you're like, oh man, I just bought this. I just have to find the perfect time to wear it. We're only looking for the ones that are ultimate yeses. So, you know, forever pieces, pieces that are never gonna go out of style and that you wear already on a pretty regular basis and they're in good condition. Those items I want you to transfer from the old hanger onto your new matching hangers and place it in your closet. But now that your closet's empty and you've obviously spent a lot of time in your closet, you can decide where things make more sense to be, right? So long hanging pieces should all be together. Coats should all be grouped together. Tops that are sleeveless should all be grouped together in one area. Blouses with long sleeves should all be grouped together. Jeans should be hanging on cascading hangers, hanging, not folded, hanging, dresses, skirts, again, all hanging in one area next to perhaps blazers or jackets, all hanging in one area, and then your nice slacks, not mixed in with the jeans, but again, hanging in a different area. Think about how you, when you look into your closet, stand at the very back of it, you know, and if you have a smaller area for a closet, which trust me, I get that. Like I live in a pretty big house at the moment and think you probably know we're considering moving, but I think it's a decent sized closet. But when people come to look at our house, they're like, wow, this is a small closet for the size of this house. Nonetheless, if it were bigger, it's kind of like carrying a bigger purse. If it were bigger, I would have more things in here that I would never wear You know, how much do you really need? You don't need that big of a closet. And especially after we go through this process, you'll understand how important it is to just have key pieces. So now that you're standing back and looking at your closet, and if you have a sliding door closet, you know, like a wardrobe closet, one thing I want you to do is think about what side you want pieces on. Where do you want the long hanging pieces? How have you been operating thus far that hasn't worked? And really think about, restructuring that and what you might need to add to your closet whether it's hooks hangers shelves racks to make it look simple to display your things so you can actually see them so you don't have to dig and then throw things on the floor we're really going to make this about simplicity when you start to get ready each day 100 percent, i'm positive that i will and i am wearing this those things start to go back in your closet next I think it's best to start with your absolute throw-it-away items, you know, and just get ruthless. Just remember, if it's tattered, if it's got damaged parts or stains, throw it away. You're costing the environment. You're costing these charitable organizations too much money by trying to think that you should donate it. Nobody wants your old underwear. Nobody wants your holy socks. I know you think they do, but they don't. Nobody wants these things, so just throw them away, okay? Next, we'll begin by taking things out of your closet that it's time to let them go. You know, these, this is the donation pile now, and these are going to stay on your rack, but you're going to separate them. So you're going to start putting all of your donation items near the end of your rolling rack. If you're not using a rolling rack, then you're going to create a pile, and I want you to label that pile. Go get a note card or a piece of paper and write on that piece of paper, donations, and that way you can keep track of the things that go in that pile. This project is best completed with a friend who will tell you like it is, who will say, girlfriend, that blouse is so 2008. You must give it up literally. I mean, come on, you are a stylish woman. You are classy or gentlemen. Dudes, if you're listening, I hope you're listening and I hope you're doing this with your wife. But listen, what are you saying to the world if you're hanging on to this piece that you're just, oh, but I love it. Yeah, but it's from 10 years ago. You know who's another great person to do this with? If you've got kids, if you've got teenagers, yeah, let them in on this process. Well, except that they'll probably have you throw everything away. But there are just certain things that make you look dated, make you look like you don't have any clue what's going on these days because you're wearing clothes that are so outdated. It doesn't represent who you are. You know, even if, even though it's super comfy, unless you're just wearing it only in your home and no one ever is going to see you, consider what it's saying to the world, what it's saying even to you. You know, you feel differently when you put on something that's well-made, and classic or current right okay so now we're going to start with that donation those things that you're going to go through on your rack of clothes or your piles of clothes and you're just going to pick them up and I just I want you to very quickly ask yourself if you haven't worn it in the last six months and you've had something you could wear it to right I mean, if you want to stretch this out to a year, great. But I think the last six months is a great estimation. If you haven't worn it in six months and you've had something to wear it to, then it should go in your donation pile. Here's what I mean. Let's say you've got a, a sundress and you haven't gone on a vacation and it hasn't been warm where you live and you still think you are going to wear it. Great, then keep it or put it in your maybe pile. But if you've already been through a summer and you didn't wear it in the summer, Well, yeah, I did try it on a couple of times when I could have worn it and I didn't. If you've tried it on and you had a time where it it would have been appropriate for you to wear it and you didn't wear it and six months has passed, you're not going to wear it next summer either. So donate it. I know that's hard sometimes, especially when it was a piece that we invested in and you know we thought, oh, we thought it was so cute. No, just donate it. The next category that you should be putting in the donation area is anything that you just keep thinking you're going to find the perfect thing to wear it to. And for whatever reason, that never happens. And it just keeps hanging in your closet. And I know you love this piece because you like the way it looks and you like this fantasy in your head of what it could be. But that event either never happens or when that event has happened, you didn't grab it. Let's just get rid of it. Let's free ourselves from that article. The next category that goes in your donation pile is anything that just frankly doesn't fit you right. It's not flattering. It's too tight across the chest or it's too loose. It's too big. It eats you alive. It's just huge or it's just all the wrong proportions for your body type and you love it, but you would probably love it on someone else much more. Like, it's a great piece, but you just know it doesn't look right on you. Time to donate it. Next is anything that you've been hanging on to. And frankly, it's just it's not in style anymore. You've gotten your use out of it or, you know, maybe you bought it at the tail end of that trend, but it's not in style anymore. It's not what's happening you know, you're not going to see one of the Kardashians wearing it. You're not going to see your favorite talk show host wearing it. You're not going to see your favorite stars wearing this item. It's outdated. It's not on point. It's not on trend. It's dating you. And unless you absolutely love it and you don't care if it's out of style and you don't care if no one is wearing that anymore. Other than that, it's time to put it to rest, put in the donation pile. And remember, if it's been worn so much that it's worn out and has holes or is tattered or stained, etc., then we want to put it in the toss it pile, the throw it away pile. Okay, so what about the maybe pile? What goes in the maybe pile? Personally, I think things that go in the maybe pile are things that you have this general sense you probably should get rid of it. But It hurts your heart to get rid of it. So you're going to put it in the maybe pile because this is the pile. The maybe pile is the pile or the section of your hanging rack where you want to put any item where you you need a second opinion and you are entitled to get multiple opinions. But these are the things where you want to ask, not the person who's going to go, well, not the easy pushover friend. But the friend who's like, girlfriend, no, absolutely not. Get rid of that. It's done. It's tired. You have 16 other versions of that that should go in your maybe pile. And then with a friend, with somebody there with you, you're going to move it from the maybe pile to the either yes pile or donate pile. Okay. Most likely, you're not going to put something in your maybe pile that should be thrown away. It's usually things that are, you're just not quite sure. Also in your maybe pile are items that you think could work if you had them altered, but you haven't had them altered. And you can put these things in your pile. And here's what I want you to ask yourself. Am I going to spend more time, money, and frustration having this altered to make it look perfect? Or am I trying to make something work that is just probably never going to work? If that's the answer, if the answer is I'm trying to make this work and it's never going to work, well then it should go in your donate pile. And finally, things that should go in your maybe pile are items where you have multiples of the exact same thing. Let me give you a personal example. Let me count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, this is embarrassing, nine. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Okay, as I do this, I have nine of the exact same dress in nine different colors almost exact same dress. Okay, so like three of these are the long sleeve version, two of them are the medium length sleeve version and the rest are sleeveless. But it's exact same dress, exactly. And I have nine copies of it, nine versions. I don't need nine. (laughs) I love this dress so much, but seriously, if I have nine versions of it, that's a problem. Now I look like I'm wearing a uniform. And that happens sometimes when we fall in love with a particular style, right? Like I also happen to have probably 14, I'm not even kidding, 14 sleeveless, high on the neck blouses, like, you know, the kind of go like up high on your neck and then they kind of like cut in like a halter. I have massive amounts of those. So in this process, what I'm going to do is take three, three, why would I need more than three? I've got probably 10 of them that are all the same color. So I can deal with three black sleeveless halter tops. And I'm going to pick three, each of which is a little different, like one that's kind of dressy, one that's a little bit more casual, one that's maybe more for date night. And I don't need more than that. And if I do, then I could buy them, but I need to donate the rest of these. Same thing with these nine dresses. I'm going to pick Maybe two that are long sleeve, two that are medium sleeve, really six. I can go down to six, but I don't need nine. What about your jeans? How often are you wearing, you know, dark denim jeans? Okay, how often are you wearing light denim jeans? You really need two dark denim jeans, two light denim jeans, and two completely cut up, ragged, boyfriend, distressed jeans. Then you your colored jeans, it's fine if you have one of each color. Like I have a, an olive pair. I have a white pair. I have, I'm not sure what color you would call this, maroon pair. I have a camouflage pair. Okay, so I can have one of each of those. But now I'm looking at my black jeans and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have ten pairs of black jeans. I wear jeans once a week and I'm always going to the same pair. So really, I should probably try to cut this down to three pairs of black jeans because I'm looking at some of these right now and I'm like, okay, those, whenever I put them on, I hate them because they're so tight. They dig into my waist and then I'm uncomfortable yanking them up all day. Okay. And then this pair, they just need to be altered. So I've tried them on a million times. I like the way they fit in the butt, but the legs have to be shortened and taken in. So I should just donate these. I'm over it. You know, and that's what you want to do. Just Be ruthless about this, ladies and gentlemen. Be ruthless. And if you're not able to be ruthless, I need you to bring in your most ruthless friend and say, I want you to be brutal with me. Because our goal is to put back so few items in our closet that we actually can see what we have. It's going to make getting ready in the mornings that much easier. Keep this in mind. A uniform is okay, right? Like If you have a particular style that makes it easy for you to get dressed, like there's no problem with you wearing black. If that makes you feel amazing and it allows you to donate most of the things in your closet and you just want to wear black, great. Then get rid of all those beautiful pieces in your closet that are colorful that you bought because they look pretty on the rack. They look great on the hanger, but you never wear them. It's fine to have a classic look. The idea here is minimize. Now, once we have sorted things out, now we've got very few things in our keep forever pile. We have very few things in our closet. Our maybe pile has now been sorted to the donation pile or the keep it forever. Now we start putting things back in your closet. This is key. You want things to look as uniform as possible. Think of your closet as looking like someone staged it like it's a custom home or it's the way you would want your closet to look if someone was coming to film how neat and organized and tidy you are. You want your closet to look a little bit like a boutique where things are displayed and you can see them. You've walked into those stores before. I'm not going to name them, but like, you know, like, okay, fine. I'm going to name them like TJ Maxx. I do this all the time. I'll walk into a TJ Maxx or like a Nordstrom rack. I'm sure you have similar ones where you live. And there's so much stuff on the racks that I am annoyed and angry because I'm like, "I, I can't even move these hangers and everything's shoved in there and there's like one of each thing and things aren't organized and it's just a mess and I feel like I'm working too hard and I already feel like whatever I find is like, I don't know how to say this, like not very nice. It already feels cheap. It already feels kind of gross. It already feels kind of like dirty because it's all crammed in there. Like nothing feels special and you have to work your butt off to find a deal. And I'm out. I can't stand being in stores where things are so crammed in there. Forget it. I'm out of there. And I don't want you to feel that way in your closet either. Your closet should feel like, you know, when you walk into one of those really expensive boutiques, the kind where you feel like, Even though the girl who works behind the counter is 19 years old, you feel like she's judging you like, (laughs) really, you're going to come into the store, the kind of store where you're too shy to even look at the price tags because you're like, I don't even need to look at the price tags because these hangers, if the hangers have like three inches between each hanger, you know, the price is out of your range. That's how I feel anyways. I'm like, oh, wait a second. There's a hanger five inches. Hanger, five inches. Yeah, this is this going to be pricey. I'm not even going to give this 18-year-old girl the satisfaction of me looking at the price tag. I'm just going to pretend like price is not even an object. But that's kind of somewhere in between those two things that I want your closet to look like. Well, you've got a little space between each hanger if possible, even if it's just two fingertips. Wouldn't that be nice? And in order for us to do that, we need to use all hangers that match Oh, yes, trust me, this makes such a difference. I can't wait to hear from you when you do this. And now we want to organize things according to sleeve length and color. This is key. It helps your brain. Now, you know that things should go from dark to light. So when you're hanging your blouses, I want you to hang all of the sleeveless blouses together on the identical hangers. And we're going to not only hang them together in sleeveless, but we're going to color coordinate them. So it goes from dark to light or light to dark. It's up to you. All of the green variations together, all of the pinks together, but not just pinks together. But we're going to go from light pink to dark pink. And that's how we're going to organize our blouses. I want your sweaters in one particular area, flannels or casual shirts in one particular area, And then perhaps your more dressy blouses in one specific area. Your sweatshirts or casual jackets, jackets you might wear over um, your workout outfit, you know, workout tops, those should all be in a separate area. And then what I like to do for my own personal ease is I take a hanging shoe organizer made out of canvas. I'm looking at it right now. And it just, it go, it hangs right on my hanging rack and I place it on a hanging rack, a floor, you know, one of those hanging racks, I'm sorry, one of those areas of my closet where I would normally put like long items, like a long dress, or I could hang my slacks there. And it takes only about four inches of width and I hook it with Velcro over the top of that bar and it has, I believe, 10 little cubby holes for shoes but here's the deal. I don't put shoes in them. I put my workout tights. Some of you call them workout leggings. I put those in those cubbies and here's how I fold them. I fold my workout tights. I hold them up and then I fold them in half. So at the waistband. So I take the waistband and I fold it in half and then I take it from just above the knees and I fold it in half again. And then I slide that pair of tights all the way to the back of the cubby hole where you would normally put shoes and you can see pictures of this up on my blog and then i color coordinate them so at the bottom are my black tights and then dark blue and then purple and then uh, maroons and then pinks you know all the way up and yeah hello i have a lot of workout tights but it's like kind of my it's my go-to outfit and i I, you're doing it too i walk around whole foods i go grocery shopping when i do i'm like oh i see It's now acceptable for all of us to wear workout tights. Thank the Lord, because they're so comfortable and they're so cute. So, you know, that's how I store them. But again, I have an obsession with buying workout tights, so I have to donate them. You know, the waistbands now are all very high waisted. So that means when I'm going through this process of cleaning out my leggings, I need to donate The ones that are all low-waisted because those aren't in style anymore. I need to donate the ones that are like crazy, wild, out-of-control patterns because the those don't seem to be in style as much anymore either. So now we're seeing more like solid colored tights, kind of subdued patterns. You know, it's all up to you. It's what you feel great in. That's the key. It's what you feel great in. And if you're not wearing them, don't just keep them to put them on display. This is a wonderful way to organize your tights. You'll see them all. It's really easy to slide them out, slide them in, and not create a mess every single time you get dressed. My socks, I put in little cubbies. That's just me. And I'm going to show you a picture of this up on my blog if you'd like to take a look at it. And, you know, I am donating a lot of these socks too because trust me, I have a couple of types of socks that I like to wear. The rest of them are just sitting in this drawer. So they are going to be donated. They've been sitting in this drawer forever. I don't wear them. If my favorite socks aren't clean, then I'll wear them dirty. So it's obvious that I'm holding on to things I don't need. So I'm going to get rid of these, but you can take a look at what my sock cubby holes look like. And, you know, if you want to use those things, great. I did find the ultimate no-show Low, dry wicking sock, and it's made by Drymax. That's my recommendation. I searched for the perfect. So- I'm, I'm on. I'm on a little side rant, by the way, but I searched for the perfect no-show, meaning you don't see it when it's in your shoes, sock for years because every no-show sock that I tried would slip off my foot and under my arch. And I would feel like a four-year-old having a temper tantrum, like get off of my foot. Like I'm running and my socks go underneath my arch. You've had this happen before. I'll just throw myself on the ground and whip off my shoes and pound my fist into the ground. Like I hate these socks so much, but I found the sock and it's made by Dry Max. They're kind of pricey, but um, they're worth it in my opinion. And don't tell me about your socks. It's too late. I already tried every pair of socks everyone ever suggested and none of them worked. Maybe they work on your feet. These socks work on my feet. I kind of feel like when people ask me what workout bra to wear, what socks to wear and what shoes to wear, I feel like, you know, those things are too personal. There's too many different types of boobs and too many different needs. Like some people need support and some people don't want support. And there's too many types of feet. Like your feet and your boobs are so... Individual, that you just got to find yours, you know? All right, enough on that. That's it, my friends. You can do this. I want to see your pictures. So tag me. If you post up your beautifully made over smart closet, I want to see pictures of it. So use the hashtag smart closet. And I'm going to be searching for these on Instagram and on Facebook and maybe even on Pinterest. Oh, that'd be a great place to post these. So if you've been wondering what to post up on Pinterest, there you go. That's what I'll do too. I'll put my um, closet organization photos up on Pinterest as well. I hope this is helpful. Really want to hear from you. Would love for you to write a review of this series on my podcast. You can do that by going to iTunes and you just click on review. And um, I thank you in advance for a five-star review. It's how we get the word out. And of course, don't forget that you can send this episode to a friend. After you're done listening to it, all you do is click the icon for share, which is like a little rectangular box with an arrow. Click on that. And you can literally send this via text message to your friend who needs to clean out her closet. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing your pictures. Have fun and be ruthless. Don't forget, you are the with a seriously organized closet. This episode is brought to you by Smart Life Push Journal. Write that down, smartlifepushjournal.com. It's a system I created over five years ago, which to date has helped over a half a million people accomplish their goals, become more productive, healthier, and happier in the process. It revolves around the push goal principles. Now, if you don't know what a push goal is, no problem the Smart Life Push Journal will actually walk you through the process of finding yours, creating it, and then accomplishing that goal and all the others on your list in less than 90 days. I've taught this system for countless years, and while it works for anyone who does it, it was difficult to help people develop the habit of just creating a push goal and then accomplishing two to three 10-minute tasks each day around their push goal. Like, That seems like common sense, and you know that if you just do a few things each day towards your big goals that they're going to happen, but how do we make that a habit? Well, my 90-day goal-setting system revolves around a physical journal that turns that concept into a habit. Now, if you're looking for one of those really fancy, pretty journals that has your whole year, plus your electricity bill, plus all of your birthday cards, and it's so big and so cumbersome, you can barely carry it around, this is not your journal. I've designed this journal because I was a journal junkie. I went through hundreds of journals. I tried to create my own. I played with apps. But after looking at the neuroscience behind physically writing out these tasks, after spending so much time trying to figure out complicated day-tracking journal systems and realizing I was spending more time putting on fancy borders and tapes and colors... It just dawned on me, my whole purpose is about simplicity. Like, let's make things simple. Fewer decisions, fewer distractions, a lightweight, easy to carry with you, portable journal. It's a 90-day goal-setting system where you'll set goals to accomplish in the next 90 days, and then you pluck away at them 30 days at a time. So you don't carry around with you a journal that holds a year's worth of information or even 90 days. You carry around 30 days at a time, and that's important because in my study and in working with hundreds of thousands of people just like you, I found that things come up that change your goals, that change your direction. Life throws you curveballs, and you need that fluidity. At the same time, you need accountability. It's like walking around with a life coach in your bag, in your purse, in your hand. You'll always have it with you. That was key. Because if you don't have it with you, then your goals, your dreams, and the tasks that you need to accomplish in order to master your goals are out of sight, out of mind. It's simple. It's fast. It does two things. It helps you track your health and fitness, which also includes your diet and nutrition, your sleep, all things that make you better, healthier. And it helps you track your day, your life. So you intertwine both business and personal. This is for the stay-at-home mom, This is for the entrepreneur, the network marketer. This is for the college student. This is for the person whose dreams are so big they don't have time to turn their day planner into another cumbersome, huge, overwhelming project. It's simple, and it also includes a complete video series that teaches you how to use a journal, because if you're like me, I don't like to read instructions. But how you use this journal is what makes it so amazing. I can't wait for you to try this. I can't wait for you to develop this habit. I hope you'll check it out and learn more by going to smartlifepushjournal.com.